Hi, I'm Maggie. Hi, I'm Grace, and this is A Very Bookish Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to A Very Bookish Podcast. We are here with episode 72, and we are doing a year update a year later with Miss Anna Huang. Hello, Anna. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm really glad to be back on. I can't believe it's been a year. Time flies. <laughs> It doesn't feel like a year, but then it does. Yeah, time is strange. It's always like, okay, it feels like so much has happened. It feels like more than a year. But at the same time, it feels like, oh, that was just like yesterday, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was just last week. You were literally here just last week. And I in know. that time, you've had so many different projects. It's just like, wow, amazing. Yeah. I know it's crazy. Like last time you were on, Twisted Games was just about to come out. Yeah. And I think we were both reading the arcs for it. And yeah. then now you're finished with the Twisted series. I you're know. starting a whole new one. Oh and I'm gosh. just like, oh my gosh. So that's why I was like, we have to have her on again because she's starting a new project. Literally a year ago, Twisted yes. Love was all over TikTok and blowing yes. up. And we kind of talked to you then when everything was blowing up. So kind of like, kind of. If you don't know who Anna is and you're listening to us, I'm sure you can probably go back to our many episodes that we've talked about her in Twisted Games. Um, but so kind of basically with social media and stuff, how what kind of changes have you seen in the last year based on like the, not viewership, but like the support for the Twisted series, especially since you're done now and Twisted Lies. Yeah just came out <laughs> yeah it's been it's been really wild i mean i you know when twisted love first came out and i told you guys it was like pretty crazy um just like how fast that kind of took off i think on social media and i think in the past year it's been i've been really grateful to have like growing viewer viewership and like people who have remained really supportive of the series overall and I think it's one of those things that like every time you put a new book out you find new readers um and so by the time Twisted Lies came out I think and also I, <laughs> that was like a couple that a lot of people were like very interested in reading about so by the time that came out you know I was blown away um really by the support for that book it was the last book in the series so I'm glad they were able to go out with a bang no pun intended oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah no it's it's been really wild but I'm so grateful for all the support I think yeah. you know social media is not always every author's main like not every author loves social media um but I've always had a soft spot for it so <laughs> Yeah, and it's been really incredible because, like, you reached number one in the entire Kindle store. Yeah. Like, I, how amazing is that? I can't believe Like, if you had told me last year that I would have, like, reached number one in the store this year, I would have been like, oh, I mean, like, we could probably dream, but, like, I don't know how feasible that is. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, that was, that was really wild. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. It was really incredible. I, when Twisted Lies came out, even Twisted, Twisted Games, when Twisted uh -huh. Games came out, the sheer amount of videos on my For You page uh -huh. was like, just every single one, every single one of your releases, it's Twisted Games, Twisted Games, Twisted Games, Twisted Hate, Twisted Hate, which my favorite, Twisted Hate, Twisted Hate, <laughs> and then Twisted Lies. I feel like Twisted Lies has superseded all of them. 
based on like the amount of videos I have seen and people are like, this is her best book in the series. And the spicy scenes. <laughs> I love Josh and I know Christian belongs to Grace. I know that. And I love my Josh. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad that you recognize that because we literally had a whole debate with Eamon. Eamon, uh, we have, we have a yeah. chat with I know Christian is her favorite. Oh yeah. yeah. He's her favorite too. But I was like, no miss. We actually have a group chat where we're called the twisted, twisted whores. And so we that. talk about this series. Oh and we gosh. were all debating on who were our like who what characters can we claim and grace before even twisted lies came out she's like christian's mine and i was like <laughs> i was like it's done it's, like, it's over it's like how how i i didn't even get a chance to to claim him and she's like he's mine and i was like yep. okay <laughs> josh's josh and alex are both mine reese belongs to amon <laughs> and i'm just i got two I got two for the price of one. Exactly. You got the besties. Yes. <laughs> besties and our brothers-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like seeing, honestly, seeing all of their journeys and seeing how like they developed from like the start of the book into, because like in the first book, we had Alex, Josh, and we had Reese in there yeah. for like a little bit, you know? Yeah. And we got to see how they were at the beginning of their journey and then like seeing them through each of their own books seeing them fall in love seeing them change seeing the girls also like grow and develop and become who they wanted to be you know not just like college roommates but then like developing their friendships and de developing their professional lives to the end of the series and just seeing how everybody came together and just like my favorite part is like when seeing like cameos and things like that and yeah. so seeing all four girls together again with all four of their men <laughs> sitting right there and just like they're yeah. not friends but they are in a way yeah. like very they're very connected like yes. I just love that so much yeah I mean best for me the scene with i mean spoiler alert for twisted lies like going forward if you have not read this series <laughs> maybe go watch our first interview and then like read the series and then come back but there are going to be spoilers ahead for the entire series fyi because i'm not going to yeah. be able to hold back i don't think i, I, I can't i can't <laughs> yeah. but I'm bursting at the seams already <laughs> the way that we saw the evolution of everybody's relationships from the first book to literally twisted lies where they're all sitting there kind of forced to be together because all the girls went forced to the proximity for the guys yeah <laughs> and they're just and then they all start picking on christian and it just feels it just it brings i know you wrote the series when we talked about it a year ago how you wanted the girls it's like a group of girls yeah. and i loved that but i think it was so special to see all the guys how they came yeah. together and how they still were like like josh and alex they're great best buds and but it's still that awkward thing of like christian is alex's side piece like <laughs> like that's exactly josh was like excuse josh me josh was so hurt <laughs> he's like you are not allowed to have other friends besides I me know. what is going on it was 
so hilarious. I read that scene over and over because it was so funny. I just couldn't stop laughing. Like I had like my legs were up on the wall, giddy laughing. I was just so I was having such a fun time because it's just like you they're so alike, but they're yeah. so not the same. Yeah. And they're like, you know, they're cold off and they don't care about anybody but their girl except for Josh because he totally loves Alex so much (laughs) but you know and then seeing them all kind of come together and their snarkiness comes out it's like the the funniest thing on on earth yeah and the fact that all of them were Alex's groomsmen I died I was like oh please all four of them up there I know in their suits Oh, oh yeah, I could have been at that wedding. I know. <laughs> I, I was totally so, gonna switch places with Ava and just walk up and then just have like all four of them just marry me, and that's that's it. That's it. Turn it into reverse. Turn into reverse. Hair. That's what I was about exactly. to say. But so, kind of digging into that, like obviously a year ago we had no idea where these books. We were literally like, you were you were kind of cheeky with us. You were like, mm, <laughs> there's some guys that you're gonna like and stuff. So like. In your process of writing this series, mm-hmm. this quartet of beautifully written men and women, the women are great too. Let's not forget about them. Um, the stars of the show. And I think the men would agree. <laughs> um, yes. So how, do, what was your kind of process? And like, how did you, how were you able to like differentiate each of the guys, but still yeah. have them be so similar and such yeah. a dysfunctional friendship? Like, how were you able to, to process through that and like how did you determine which way you wanted to write a guy yeah it's and you know that's a good question because for me when I write a guy there's definitely similarities in them because if you can't tell if you've read the twisted series I really like that type of like alpha type of hero probably a little bit grumpy or like a little bit closed off I think Josh is probably the one that stands out a little bit the Mm -hmm. most out of all the twisted guys in terms of like his personality. Um, he definitely has like the most different personality from the other three. Um, so for him, <laughs> for him, it was pretty easy. Although, you know, when I was doing his book, he obviously you've seen a little of a bit of a darker side to him or like not as much of like a joking side as you see of him in other books. Mm-hmm. That's his internal monologue. But generally when I write these books, I always start off with my character sheets. Um, And sometimes it takes a while for me to get to know the guys, right? And for me, it's always like, what is the source of like their emotional wounds or like, what is their character arc for the series? Um, And how does that affect the way that they interact and like their thoughts about love and stuff like that? Um, And so even though they're all like Alex, Reese and Christian are a little bit similar, but I think they come from like a bit of a different places in terms of Mm -hmm like their backgrounds, also kind of their moral codes a little bit, like Reese, right? He's grumpy, but he's definitely the most, when you compare him to Alex and Christian, <laughs> I think his moral code is very different from them. And that reflects in the way that his relationship with Christian Smilla. And I know Alex and Christian are probably the most similar, um, but also a little bit different because Alex is always has always been the very cold, like, when you see him, you know, <laughs> he doesn't yeah. like you, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas Christian tends to be a little bit more so- sociable, I think, than Christian. Um, 
a very different type of like background and trauma that you had to work through. But yeah, so a lot of similarities, but also fundamentally at their core, they're different people. Yeah. yeah. And you can definitely see that in the way that they react in like certain scenes and like yeah. how their like whole journey and their whole process with the like reshaping the way that they see love and the, the way that they see their partner. And it's, yeah. you see that journey in each of their books. I mean, cause like Alex, he was just like, no, I'm just using her, but it's, it's not going to get anywhere. And then it totally falls apart for him. And then he just realizes like, I am an idiot and I'm going to go crawl my way back to her and show her <laughs> that I do not care about yeah. anything else but her. Yeah. And then we have Reese who just will, is trying to be this, gosh, I love him so much. He's trying <laughs> to be this guy and like be closed off and trying to like protect himself, but not also while, you know, finding these feelings for Bridget. And then like, she warms her way into his heart and then he just can't let go of her and the idea of like not having a future with her is so terrible but he also is so selfish that he just won't let that happen and I love that for them and I love them so much oh my gosh and <laughs> and then you have Josh and then Josh is just like you know happy-go-lucky super sarcastic super funny right yeah and then you get into his head and he's just like Turmoil. <laughs> Lots of turmoil. Yeah. Like definitely, yeah. We've got some problems going on, but you know, and then you have Jules and him balancing each other out in the most like to them, most uh, like unironic way of like they need each other to bring out the best in each other, and it's like so great. And then you have Christian who's like the most obsessed man who, ever who just like <laughs> it's oh literally obsessed. my gosh <laughs> yeah he is totally upset and he's so angry at himself for being so and it's just like his consciousness is like no but his subconscious is just like yeah, yeah. he's yeah. conflicted internally yeah he's definitely yeah. conflicted so like seeing how all of their like inner monologues like develops it's so great and then like then on the other side you get the girls who are just like so thrown off by these men and then they're just like no it's not gonna go anywhere but then it totally does and just seeing them become these amazing confident women who truly believe in themselves and everything about them is absolutely amazing and so incredible i just love all of the girls and their friendship the fact that it stays so strong. Girl, I was just about to say that. Time. You literally stole that from my brain. I was just about to say how literally they literally will schedule FaceTime. And I literally wrote in our group chat, I was like, we should start scheduling FaceTimes. And they were like, hmm, we should. Yeah. And it yeah. just is so, I think thinking back into last year when you were talking about how there's all these like romance books where it's all based on the guys. It's all based on like a group of guys and their girlfriends and stuff. And the fact that this, this series focuses on the girls and like their yeah. friendship is what bonds their spouses together. Except yeah. I think mm -hmm. Alex knew Christian before everything, yeah. but that was that's a side piece. He doesn't really air that <laughs> yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, he keeps that on, he keeps that quiet. Exactly. But it was just, so beautiful to see the whole friendship 
because even though Bridget is literally on the other side of the world, they still like make the time for her to be involved and they still meet up and stuff. And it's just like, wow, I want that too. Like, I want that. So do I. I'm like, ideal world, scheduled FaceTime. And that's like one of the things when I was writing the friendship, like I wanted to keep it like a little bit true to life because I mean, that's like a fact of life is that when you leave school, it's a lot harder to Mm -hmm. maintain those friendships because people are busy, they have their own lives, they move to different cities. And then, you know, as time goes by, sometimes you know, friendships fall off. Um, But, you know, I think I mentioned this in Twisted Lies, but it's really like when you grow up, friendship is honestly like you have to work for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, that was like one thing that I really wanted to convey throughout the series is not only the strength of the friendship, but also like the fact that it's just not this easy thing where you like, you can just wake up one day, right? And you don't have to think about it or work for it, but it's just Mm -hmm. something that you have to put into put as much effort into as their relationships with like their guys you know what I mean yeah um yeah it's it's something that like you those of us who like have gone through those phases of like you know when you're in school when you're in high school when you're in college those friends are your friends because they are proximity friends they are somewhere where you're going every single day same thing for work friends you're there every single day. Yeah, you might hang out outside of it and yeah, you might do things, but the proximity of the location is what brings you together. And the friendships that transcend that location are the ones that you're actively pursuing and that you're actively seeking out to continue the friendship and to strengthen it. And that's something that each of these girls do and they prioritize it so much to the point that they're constantly thinking about each other when they're in a dark place when they need help when that they are the first ones that they reach out to these there are other women and the other girls know each other's strengths but they also know that sometimes they're vulnerable and insecure and having friends like that who support you and you and like how Stella was like I don't know if they're gonna understand maybe then they they won't they'll look at me differently maybe this and when things come to light and the other girls are just like, you you could have talked to us, you know this, this is who we are. And they embrace her and they still hold on to her and love her. And she's just like, why did I ever even second guess it when these women have been everything since we met? So seeing how the relationship, even though it's like a great foundation, they're still growing in between yeah. is so great. And each of the girls, they all have their own specific avenues. But the fact that no matter what will happen, even like years down the line, they're still getting together for holidays is the most like heartwarming thing I could ever see. So that epilogue was an ultimate like gift because, oh my gosh, thank you so much for that because... That every every fantasy I could have ever. Had. <laughs> I'm glad. Es- yeah, especially seeing the guys. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, especially seeing the guys interact with children. Like, oh my god, that's where I was like, you really see how like throughout the whole years they've developed. And Alex. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> with his Alex little has, sunshine. <laughs> Alex has grown a lot. And I think that's something that's special about the first couple in a series because you see them grow the most. Because um, you see, they're the ones that you, I think, see the most of. You see their entire journey. Um, mm. And yeah, Alex, you know, okay, so when I was figuring out the epilogue, I, this may come as a surprise, but epilogues are actually very hard for me to right <laughs> um <laughs> epilogues are spicy like i love them but they're two of the types of scenes that are hardest for me right um mm. especially because epilogues inherently don't have like conflict at least generally like the ones that i write i write to so mm. i'm like okay i have to think of something that's like cute but also like interesting and then i was like talking to my editor about it i'm like okay i'm like they're ha- like I'm, like the epilogue has to have a group scene and like this is as of the series, it has to have a group scene. Like, I'll give Stella and Christian their moment alone, but at the end of the day, like, yeah. the group has to be there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a completion of the whole series. So yeah. it was like the epilogues in the other books were kind of like not as big as I think this one was because this was like four books, years yeah. of yeah. this, like, of this world kind of concluding. Yeah. And I was just like, dabbing my eyes a little bit when I was reading and I was like I literally refused to read like the last 50 pages of this book because I was like I don't want to finish and I was like I'm not Mm -hmm. finishing this book it's not gonna end I just don't finish it the series is like not over for me so it literally took me a week to read 50 pages because I would just like put it to the side and like nope I don't need it I I don't (laughs) like this it's not it's not over it's it's not over but that that scene I was like oh it really like hit my heart and I was like mm. she just like fed it you just fed us you just were like scooping like food into yeah. our mouths and feeding us with that scene yeah because like literally the little kids are like the most amazing little pieces of their parents in like yes. the best possible mix because like come on Reese and Bridget's daughter just sitting there and like scowling at all of the other kids and being like judging them yeah like come on you cannot tell me that that's not Reese personified like come on and then of course like Alex and his like his little sunshine come on how cute is that oh so so sweet so so cute and the fact that you know like Christian and Stella get to have like their moment and like this is you know like how is that for like every woman like when she's with her partner and then she finds out that she's pregnant and then having not having had that discussion with their partner before like trying to decide is this what we want is this the future that he wants I want nothing but him but now there's this other little person that could possibly be here and what's that going to look like and her like kind of like hesitancy and like telling him and like seeing how he interacts with other kids and yeah he's just like I'm never having kids like oh, kids are totally bad but as soon as he hears that she's pregnant he's like oh my gosh this is gonna be the best thing ever I was like please please I'm about to cry because it was so good and it was just like it, it being a father for Christian being parents him and his whole story and his whole arc with his own parents and how their love was just so grand in into each other and that's kind of what he felt for Stella but then they didn't have a kid that wouldn't feel that love but 
the fact that when he found out he was having a kid, he automatically loved it and the possibility that that would have was just like a testament to his whole arc changing and it's showing that like you know love doesn't have to be this all-consuming thing this terrible wreckage but it just develops and it changes and it's it's so it was so beautiful and it was like the perfect way for them to like to end their story it was so good i loved it so much oh my god she's gonna start crying because we were literally like i there were parts in this book I'm talking about Twisted Lies because I know you said we talk about the whole series, but we're mostly talking about Twisted Lies. Oh, I know. <laughs> but I, so I like annotated this book, and there were points in this book where I, you literally had me crying, or you had my heart racing with anxiety. Like there are pages that I marked where Stella's anxiety is exactly what I felt, mm-hmm. so it was literally causing me to like almost go into a panic attack too. And I was oh, like, no. I was like, this is how I know like this book is amazing because I was literally like. Why am I shaking right now? I'm I'm oh literally I'm like outside tanning and that's when I was reading this book, but I'm like sitting there like shaking, like why am I feeling so anxious? And then I'm like, oh, that's because Stella's also having a panic attack. And I'm like, huh. Besties, <laughs> like say <laughs> on the same wavelength. Yeah. Stella. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and it was like it was so great because like she was a creator, she was a content creator. And yeah. yet you know, she's doing all of these other things. And like, I, I know I mentioned this to you before, but like for our listeners, like this was almost like a story written for like all the other creators that have been like on book talk and all of these things. And it was a testament to like how we feel constantly, you know, trying to keep up with trends, trying to being that, feeling that drain and that insecurity of like, trying to reach your goals but then not sure if you want to go that way and like it's hard it's hard but like you know she pushed through and it was so nice to see that um did you know when you first started that this is where you were going to draw from or did you draw from own personal experience to write that those type of scenes where she felt like that insecurity yeah I mean and I've said this before Stella is the female character that I related the most to for many different reasons. Um, But yeah, the whole, and it's, you know, whether people call it influencer or creator, whatever they want to call it, I feel like in general, I mean, the word influencer gets a bad rap, Mm -hmm. especially in the media, right? Usually when I see them portrayed, it's usually in a negative, generally speaking, in a Mm -hmm. negative light, right? Um, but I mean, I, in the past, like I have many friends who are creators and I was a creator myself for a while in, in the back. And so I know, I mean, like in every industry, there are bad eggs and like some of those stereotypes are true, but I also know like the hard work that goes into it and like the insecurities and, you know, the, mm-hmm. how draining it can be, um, the pros and the cons. And so I really wanted to show a side of that industry, like kind of under, like, kind of give a nod to yes, like there are these like superficial kind of shallow things that happen, but also like give a deeper look into really what it's like to be someone that, you know, is so is basically has to live on social media almost. Mm -hmm. um, And how that affects her life and like her mental health and things because I think that is something that is increasingly um, relevant today, especially with all these kids that are growing up in the age of social media, like 15, 16 year olds who are like blowing up 
on social media and like they're getting thrust into this world mm-hmm. and you know i mean she's a little bit older than them but still years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know you still feel it mm-hmm. there and it's like it was like really nice to see like her overcome that and like end up stepping back and realizing what she really wanted to do and then going yeah. after it and doing it and you know of course she had like this amazing man behind her like <laughs> telling her like you can do anything what we all need a christian we all need a christian yeah. man the way Christian was so supportive of her, though, like literally Grace and I, Grace was crying. I'm calling her Grace. I was crying. Grace was crying. <laughs> because like even I had to mark these down where I'm like, how, how is he saying everything that I want to hear? And it's like, and I literally was talking to, we were talking in our group chat. We were like, like our standards have like just doubled. Like, like doubled, if yeah. he's not on this level, yeah boot him out like just drop him off on the curb yeah i know you gotta you can't settle for mediocrity i I know and like christian was just i mean all the guys all the guys in this series each have their own quirks and how they treat their partner and it just makes me value myself more where i'm like oh i deserve to be treated like this like this is something that like i think it's it's so funny when like people on like we talk about it on the inter- internet where like men are better when they're written by women because it's what we want and it's like mm-hmm. yeah. guys are always like oh i don't know what a woman wants and i'm always like just read a romance book like read a romance <laughs> book and you'll understand yeah, manuals what yeah yeah Literally, like, you want to you want to inter- you want to recreate scenes with me i'm good to do that like we can do that <laughs> But oh, yeah. especially some of those scenes, it was a lot. I was like, <laughs> yeah. you gotta just and leave it out, lying out, like circle yeah. scenes. Be like, oh, yeah. Man. Oh, in <laughs> Twisted Hate, too. The, the Twisted Hate scene. Grace yeah. knows exactly what scene I'm talking about. Where. <laughs> I'm talking about them scarves and the. Yes. The, the, the toy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I had I a feeling that was the one you were thinking. About. That, that scene when i was reading it i think we talked about it and we were like miss anna like oh my god <laughs> we were like we literally talked to her and this is not what we would imagine coming from her and we were just uh, laughing at that because we were like because we had talked we it was like i think it was a couple like weeks and we were talking about twisted hate yeah i was like this is not like when you look at her, you wouldn't expect that kind of thing. <laughs> oh my god! You know, it's so funny because my my PA actually messaged me and she's like, you know, she's like one of my friends told me she's like, she looks so nice, but she writes really dirty stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, appearances can be deceiving. You're yeah. like, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's so great. And I, I love how, like, each of the men and the girls have their own, like, specific desires that are just, like, yeah. answered inside the books. And yeah. it's so great. And then, like, you know, yes, these men have money and they're great. They got great careers and all that stuff. And But when it really comes down to it, yeah, that's attractive. It, it is. It is attractive. But the things that really connect them, the girls, like feeling that love and feeling that affection, it's yeah. all the little things. It's all the yeah. little things that make them feel heard and seen. Like for Stella and Christian, yes, he had money and yes, he would buy out and whatever, right? But the moments that she really felt him were the moments that he was like 
getting down onto her level and like talking to her and being like you made it this far you are incredible you are the most amazing most beautiful person here and like giving pieces of himself opening up that intimacy that's what really captured us and that's what really makes us like our standards go up is that level of like intimacy of communication of talking and like just assuredness yeah the money's a bonus though the, the money is a bonus <laughs> yeah. i'm not gonna lie but you it's like know, the cherry on top the, that's what it is yeah, the, the cherry on top gas, you know it's like so incredible and i'm so like congratulations on finishing the series i, I know thank you thank you it's surreal i can't believe it's you know it i mean it took a little over a year like twisted love published at the end of april twisted mm -hmm. lies published at the end of june so a little bit over a year for the series to complete and yeah. it does not feel like a year like when i think <laughs> about it i'm like it's been a year i Since know like the first book i know it feels like, like so much has happened because uh, i was like yeah, waiting for the them. next book to come out and i was like oh my gosh when is the next book coming out when is the next book coming out like yeah. and it's only like a few months later yeah it <laughs> it's like out. six months later <laughs> so yeah i see that you have another series i do i do <laughs> ma'am <laughs> ma'am seven books is what I, yeah. I think i saw yes a little bit intimidating for me because it's a long series i typically if you see my previous two series i stick to mm -hmm. four that's yeah. just like my number for some reason i don't know why um but i love the concept of the seven deadly sins it's just mm -hmm. one of those things i don't know why like when I was growing up, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I'm like anything Seven Sins themes. I'm like, oh, I like this. Um, so I was like, you know what? Why don't I just write a series based around this? But I mean, the good thing is that they're all interconnected standalones, like mm -hmm. the Twisted series, right? So even though it's a long series, like all of the books can be read on its own, mm -hmm. which is a little less intimidating. Like if I were trying to make a seven book series about one couple, <laughs> um, that is a whole different ballpark, <laughs> like ballgame. <laughs> Yeah, but it's seven couples, so I think we're good. we're okay. And it'll, yeah. it'll give me it'll give me some room to play around, I think, with some like different dynamics and different tropes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. so is because so spoiler alert it was literally said in the last page of the a book but so dante <laughs> and vivian yes. yes i'm right are gonna be the first couple so is this series like twisted mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a dark romance reader, so I read yeah. a lot of dark romance. So this is like yeah. a little bit of the lighter side, but I know you don't write really dark, dark romance. So is this yeah. going to be like your darker series or is there going to be kind of how it was in the Twisted series where like Twisted Games and Twisted Hate weren't as dark as Twisted yeah. Love and Twisted yeah. Lies? Like, is it going to be a mixture or is this going to be like mafia man romances <laughs> yes. you're allowed to um, say <laughs> no i can say it's not so it's not mafia um the it's i wouldn't say it's dark i would say it's similar in tone to twisted um i will say the first book dante and vivian is not really like dark you know what i mean i mm -hmm. think they're more like probably twisted hate twisted games level mm -hmm. um i can't say for the other books because <laughs> i haven't it to the end yet. <laughs> There's a lot of books to plot. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I know for sure Dante and Vivian are not going to be that dark. Um, this series actually, um, and you can see by the covers, I actually, 
it's funny you should ask because I actually just changed the covers for that series, the Kings of Sin series, because I was I like to do my covers before I write the book because it gives mm-hmm. me motivation. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I literally remember that. Yeah, and I'm like, I just I'm gonna picture this in real life. Um, and I had the I actually had those covers done like last year. Um, because I already mm-hmm. knew I wanted to write the series last year. Um, and then I was like looking at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was like, this looks like dark romance. Um, I was like, this looks like a dark mafia romance. That is not. So I had to go back, like bless my designer, but I had to go back and I had to redo the series covers um, mm-hmm. so that they look a little more like matching with the tone. Yeah, with the tone mm-hmm. of what they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not super dark. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, I did kind of think they were. Yeah. yeah, I figured. Can I like put in like a tip? Like maybe you should do like a, I don't know, like a stalker romance. I'm just, I'm just saying. No, that's like my cup of tea. So I'm just gonna put that in like the box, the suggestion box. And are are there any tropes that you're excited about, like trying that you haven't touched in before? But like, you said that this was like your time to kind of play around. So are there any that you're thinking about? Yeah, um, I'm still finalizing all of them and like moving things around. I think one, you know, there's a bunch that I haven't done before. Um, like Second Chance, I know there's a, it's not a super popular trope, but a marriage in crisis trope um, is one that I don't see very often. I like it for the Bravo potential. Um, I love that. And <laughs> so we shall see about that. Um, and, you know, the others as well I I was honestly going through and I'm like sometimes I don't know until I get to the book exactly mm-hmm. how they're like I can plan it out ahead of time and I get to the book and they're like no so I'm like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to go and change it so that's fine <laughs> and yeah you, since they are like the seven deadly sins like um each book tackles a new one right so yeah how at least with this first one how yeah. heavily will that theme play out in like the storyline of the book? I would say it's, I'm trying to think of a way to answer this. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I mean, okay, there, this, the first one, you know, it's Rask. Um, let's just say the storyline and the foundation for the storyline will definitely give them a good reason for that Rask. Um, and it's definitely a thread throughout the story, but because it's not a dark romance, you know, like it doesn't manifest itself into mm. ways, into the same okay. ways as if it were dark. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of like a theme, but it's not an actual like full plot point that it just like takes over like the main yeah. story. Yeah. Point. No. The, for the books, the main focus will always be the romance. Mm-hmm. And then the sins will be a theme in terms of the characters and perhaps like the relationship and stuff like that. But yeah. And it's I not- I can't wait for like, lust. I, <laughs> I can't wait for <laughs> the last, The last one in the series. <laughs> for now, we'll see. I don't know, I may change them. I don't know. No, last keep it at the end, because I know for a fact, everybody's going to be waiting for that one. But it uh, that yeah. just means- you have more time to like build up to it. So take your time with it. Take your time. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of time, how often do you feel like you could 
push out these books. Like I, I know just about that, to ask that. Yeah. Series, we kept it going pretty quickly, even though it yeah. didn't feel like that, but it was. This series, are you gonna like spend more time between each book or are you just gonna finish them yeah. and push them out? I'm pretty like I'm pretty consistently, I would say between my releases, it's generally a couple of months between my releases. Mm-hmm. And I think I plan on sticking to that schedule. Um, mm-hmm. I generally cannot write more, I would say like a max maximum four books a year, but four books is really pushing it. I would mm-hmm. say like two to three books a year is in general my cadence. Um, and <laughs> that's because I have no work-life balance. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, and it's not really like work. I mean, sometimes it feels like work, but like for the most part, this is like fun for me. Um, and yeah, so that's just, it'll be the same for Kings of Sin, you know? Um, and sometimes even if I think I were to get some books done ahead of time, just because I have more time to write now, um, I would still keep it at several months in between releases. I think that's enough time for me to really write that story out, but also get a little bit of rest in between releases. Mm -hmm. Like I give huge props to the authors who are able to push a book out every month because I'm like tired just thinking about it. I'm like, oh my God, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one release takes me out for like a week or two like I have to like be depressed <laughs> yeah oh yeah it takes a lot of work but I mean it's, it's been working out so great for you and I feel like you know two to three is is good for to feed us like hungry fiends like we, we will relax okay I, maybe not all of us but Maggie specifically, but it'll be fine. You know, <laughs> as long as you are doing what you can to like do your craft to the best of your ability, that's all that we as readers can ask for. So we're fine. <laughs> don't listen to us when we say that it's too long. Please don't. don't yeah. Don't feel pressure. I I like to joke. I like to giggle, giggle, but I also have like barely any work-life balance either. So like, I also need to like control myself sometimes. But so you, you're talking about writing this new series and you just mm-hmm. finished the Twisted series. What are some of the changes that you've noticed in like your writing style from, because Twisted Love is like 300 something pages and Twisted Lies is like five, like they all each are like, oh, 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 okay. <laughs> like, so what yeah. are some of the changes that you've noticed? I, you know, I think the Twisted series is, I mean, one of the reasons I think they got longer each book is because as the book progressed, there's more threads that I have to tie in together, mm-hmm. right? Like I think Twisted Lies probably could have been a lot shorter if I took out all of those group scenes. I mean, like scenes that are not necessarily like you need them for the story, mm-hmm. like they don't affect the plot really that much, but I put it in there because, you know, it's like the last book. You want to see those characters together on page, you know. Um, so the more books there are, the more subthreads there were. Um, I think that's something that I have to keep in mind for the Seven Sins series because, oh my God, if I did the same thing that I did to Seven Sins, I did. Oh, wow. it. By the time we get to book seven, you could probably use that as like a wait. Um, but no, <laughs> I, I think one of the things I'm trying to do is I'm actually trying to pull back a little bit on the different subplots in this mm-hmm. series um like i said the romance will always be the main part um but there were you know there were, like there's a lot of suspense going on in the twisted in some parts um so i think for some of the books in the sin series there may still be a little bit of that but i'm trying to make it a little bit more like specifically romance focused with mm-hmm. fewer subplots um 
but with still but still with plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't um for me I can't do like fully like one hundred percent just romance stories. Um and my writing style, I think it's more like my feedback. Like I try to learn from each previous book that I write and try to improve in that way. Um, I also think like my feedback process has changed a lot. So, you know, my alpha readers and my developmental readers or my developmental editor, I think have helped me a lot. So now I just have a few more eyes on things as I'm writing the book, um, which I think has actually been very helpful to me because before I used to be like, okay, I finished the story. And then I send it to my betas and my editor, but it's a little bit different because by that time, like when I've written 80,000 words, you know, and it's harder to change like certain storylines without having to redo the entire thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I think this way, it's actually very helpful to kind of, if there are any issues to kind of get them like right at the start. And so, you know, it, it I, hopefully that makes the story a little bit stronger. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. forgive me, I'm not an author. So could you describe for those who aren't authors either the yeah. process of like what an alpha reader and what a beta yeah. reader is and like how they help you? Because I know about beta yeah. readers yeah, and I know about arcs and stuff, but what is like, yeah. what do beta and alpha readers help you do? And like, what's that kind of process like? Yeah, so I have both. I also have a developmental editor that, um, Device that I just tried it. So alpha readers are basically the ones who get the unpolished, like they get the rough drafts of the story <laughs> and they get it generally in chunks. So every author does theirs different. But for me, I generally send my alpha readers. I have about like four alpha readers, um, sometimes more, sometimes less. Like for Twisted Hate, I had more because I needed specialty alpha readers for law and medicine to make sure that I got you know, that terminology and the things right in the hospital. Um, but yeah, so they get them in chunks about five and then they'll just give me their thoughts. Like I usually send them a document, they'll have their notes on the side, they'll point out any inconsistencies or their reactions, things they like or dislike. Um, and that's actually very helpful for me because I think when I send smaller chunks to the readers, they're able to dig a little bit deeper into the storyline for each chunk. Um, and then after that's done and I change, you know, I make my changes based on my alpha readers, then I have a full draft of the entire story that's basically kind of finalized. And I send it to my beta readers to basically read the whole thing at once. Um, I have a questionnaire that I send them with like pre-filled questions that they have to answer. Um, and so for them, they are detailed, but not as detailed as alphas because they have like a full novel that they need to make notes on. Um, and they'll just give me like their general thoughts on the overall plot, story, characters, etc. Um, and then once that's done, I will send it to basically my copy editor, and my proofreader to do like the grammar and the proofreading mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> She's got I a mean, whole team. Yeah. Holy cow. That's, awesome. <laughs> that's I mean, if you don't mind me asking, are those beta readers and alpha readers, are some of them like, do you, are they people you find like yourself and you're like, hey, do you want to be my alpha reader? Or are there like, is there a company that you go through that like gives yeah. you those like, alpha readers? So there's both. Um, my alpha and my betas are like my readers. Um, I started getting, I used to only have beta readers and then I started using alpha readers with just James going forward. Um, and so those were just my readers. I had an application up. Um, I think before Twisted Games came out, people applied and then I picked a couple that I felt like would be a good fit. Um, and 
but then there are companies that also do it paid. I actually, sometimes if I have time, I actually do like to get one or two paid beta readers um, for my stories because I like to see what readers who have never read my books before and who don't really have any connection to me at all, mm-hmm. <laughs> like what, what they think of the story, you know what I mean? It's just like yeah. a brand new person that is yeah. not, you know. Um, so, but sometimes it depends on like scheduling and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, I knew that there were things as such as like alpha readers and things like that. I've never been lucky enough to be one, but I feel like being an alpha reader, you would have, you would, would you want them to be like super bluntly honest? Like how yeah. would you? Yeah. If you were to give tips to someone who would want to be yeah. an alpha reader, I, how would you want them to be? I mean, I definitely want them to be honest, right? Like uh, the reason, like I don't give my story to people so they can be like, oh, like this is great. There's nothing for me to change, right? Um, I, I think it depends on every author's personality because I think everyone takes criticism and feedback differently. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, so I'm like a mix. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> like, I really want that honest opinion. Um, and I want people to tell me exactly what they like or don't like. If they have any suggestions, I'm open to that. If they have any changes, I'm open to that. Um, that being said, I also love it if they would also add in some things that they do like, you know, like balance it out so that it's not like 100% criticism, but also not like 100% praise, but just have mm-hmm. like a nice balance so that it, because I think sometimes, um, especially in the early parts of the process, if it's like too much, if like the only thing that you're hearing is like, oh, like all of these things are wrong, then it can be like a little bit demotivating. But then at the same time, if all you're hearing is like, oh, this is perfect, then I'm like, Mm, is it really yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean like I know this is not perfect this is my first draft yeah. um but yeah so it's, it's honestly just being very honest like first you have to know like I think if you're new to an author um maybe have a conversation with them ahead of time just asking them like how they prefer their feedback you know what I mean like some people like really raw like just like brutally honest feedback and others need something a little bit softer you know what I mean so just understanding that and kind of like yeah. yeah i i definitely would be crumble under brutal brutal honesty i would just feel like oh my gosh i'm the worst writer in the world <laughs> so, i if i were to have i definitely would want to mix just like you i would need a little bit of praise you know just a little bit to yeah. feed that side <laughs> yeah so we need a balance but uh, yeah that that makes sense totally. i mean I definitely have seen a change in like the way Twisted Lies was wrote and then twist between Twisted Lies and Twisted Love. Yeah. I was like, they're both L's, which I think is funny that you started. I know people get them confused a lot. (laughs) But the difference between them, I could tell that there were like things where I was like, oh my gosh, she's like, I've seen your evolution of your writing. And I think every author has that with just time and what is that called? Like back, not background. Um, experience. Uh, experience. Yes, oh, experience. Yeah. Like you, your writing style has developed, and like I see it in Twisted Lies. Twisted Lies, where you're literally giving me an anxiety attack, and I'm like, mm, shoddy, shoddy. I don't. You got too good, too good. I don't. This is like I need to go take like a Xanax or something when I read this the oh, next no. time. Oh, no. <laughs> All jokes, all jokes. I'm just joking, okay? I'm joking about the Xanax. 
don't come for me police i'm joking but yeah it definitely i i just didn't know like i knew that beta readers were a thing and i knew that arc readers because arc readers are like for reviews and stuff and beta readers they kind of got like a draft or something and yeah i had never heard of like an alpha reader i was like alpha reader wow Those, those are like the raw people who were. Yeah, um, they gotta, because they read it through the typos and everything. Because I don't, you know, I just send them, I'm like, this has not been proofread, it's not been edited, I literally just write it and I send it. Um, so I think if you're very picky about grammar, probably not the best step because you're gonna have to, there'll probably be like a lot of typos in the alpha reading. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Maggie. He can't <laughs> read through typos. <laughs> it's actually funny you say that because. Pauline and I bullied Grace. We bullied Grace because she posted like on her story and we were like, we can't read this. And she, oh, context no. clues. It had, it had two, two typos. It had two <laughs> typos in it. It said should instead of shoulder, which if you're reading the whole thing, you can guess that it says shoulder. And then they were both like, what? Is, I've been trying to read this for like 10 minutes. I can't understand it. And then I typed out exactly what it was supposed to say. And it said he instead of the. And I'm just like, well, that's just like, you know, visually just add the T. It's totally fine. And they were just yeah. getting on me. I was just like, you guys would, when you were saying like reading through typos, I'm just like, Pauline and Maggie would not work because they got on me about typos. I, and, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Because I type in typos and that's all that's all you get. So <laughs> one of the one yeah. of the things I did wanna I remember that so I got my twisted lies like the Sunday before release. And I was like, yeah. this happened with twisted games. So like and I noticed like there were like you had said that there would be some typos. And I yeah. was like, I think there was one typo that I saw and I was like, Oh, that's Okay, it. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Amazon sent out some early, mm-hmm. some early books and stuff. Which I was um, happy with. <laughs> yeah, and you know, actually, so for, for Kings of Sin, actually, the paperback is actually coming out a little bit early. The paperback comes out two days before the ebook. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so sometimes I do like to, not always, sometimes um, I like to put it up a little bit just because Amazon, I never really know, like the paperback can take a while to actually go live. Like once we submit it on the back end for it to go live, like I never quite know um, how long they're gonna take to go to review. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I will submit it a little bit early just in case they take mm. a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Cause I do want it to be up by release day. Um, but then sometimes on the back end, they'll be like, oh, like, I guess I'll just ship out these early copies to like yeah. a couple people. <laughs> <Is that kind laughs> of, like, when I worked at Barnes and Noble, we had like yeah. books that were like, they're called SOS, so they're strict on sale. So you literally could not sell them until yeah. that date, and like we could not put them out on the floor. They were like yeah. locked in the back, and then like the night before we'd go out and pull them. So Amazon doesn't have like that option where it's like, oh no, Amazon does not. But um, Ingram Spark, which is the distributor for Barnes and Noble and other places, they do have that option. So. For authors in the back end, there is a publication date and an on-sale date. And the on-sale date is what locks you into like, 
you mm-hmm. cannot sell that book until that date. until that date yeah but um if people don't put it on sale date and they put a publication date people like retailers can actually put it out early because sometimes yeah. especially like depending on the number of orders they will print and ship that out early so really like if you don't want to book out before a certain day you need to put that on sale date on <laughs> Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, because yeah. they were when I worked at Barnes and Noble, they were really on to us about you cannot put this book out because, like, legally speaking, they were like the author and the publisher does not want this out beforehand. If it gets like, I've seen some with like when Akasa I've seen some early copies where yeah. a Walmart put it out early, and I was like, ooh, there, whoever put that out is going to be in trouble because when we were putting it on the shelves like the night before. My manager was like, nobody can buy this today, not even employees. Like, you have to wait until tomorrow. And they were, like, yeah. locking it in the back, and they were like, nobody's going to get to this. And I'm like, that's why sometimes She's with Amazon. She's over here, like, lifting up the cover. They literally would not let us look at them, too. They were like, no, you can you can look at it when you buy it. And I'm like, who's going to put Where it on the shelf? those employee perks? Come on. Yeah. I'm like, I get 40% off. I should at least read 40% before it comes out. Like, I know. I know. But does that really, like, does it annoy you a lot when, like, they do come out? Like, I got mine on Sunday, or are you like, oh, that's better because some people can read it and put reviews out for yeah. when it does launch. It's not, I don't think I would have cared as much if they hadn't sent out a bunch of typo copies because I'm sure there are reviews <laughs> that are like, oh my God, this is editing. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, so I mean, it doesn't, it's not a huge deal. Um, I will say, you know, for authors that are trying to hit a list, right? Um, if they want to hit a USA Today or a list uh, and those books come out early, um, it can be a huge thing because, you know, lists like USA Today, they only count from Monday to Sunday. So let's say if they send those books out or whatever and all those book sales are on Sunday, then it doesn't count for those numbers don't count for the list run for that week. So mm-hmm. I think that would really impact kind of, uh, you know, people who are d- doing list runs. But for the most mm-hmm. part, I'm like, you know, it happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, the one thing I am worried about is that people who get the books early will have spoilers. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one of the yeah. things that I know that happened on Book Talk, where for lies, there are people who just straight out spoiling the book. And I was like, yeah (laughs) yeah and you know i get some messages but and i'm like okay my arc team i told them like they know like i told like well i think this is another thing it's also spoilers are a problem but also there's a difference between teasers and spoilers (laughs) but i also think but i also think like depending on the person a teaser to them may be a spoiler so it really depends on the person you know what i mean um but i told my arc team i was like no spoiler like nothing like no love confessions, no major plot points, nothing that is like a huge deal. Like you can put like little out of context lines or scenes like I do for those teasers yeah. that I put out as like marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think, you know, some people may have gotten the book early. And- yeah. <laughs> and I I'm like, like, I can't do anything about that. Yeah. I think I commented on somebody and I was like, there is a, there's a difference between like saying, oh, it's this trope and like, or like, there are like some of those videos where they act out a scene like, oh, she says this and he says that and then this happens. Where yeah. it's like you don't really know what's happening, but you kind of get the gist versus I've seen somebody who like put like spoiler alert for Twisted Lies and they were like, oh, I saw it. Thankfully, I had read the book already, but it was like, oh, when Christian has a whole like 
binder full of her stuff and I was like yeah that's oh definitely God. a spoiler yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like not interested I was like y'all really like no spoiler like warning content yeah. or anything I see like, like, like put a spoiler yeah. put like a spoiler alert you know yeah, yeah. and I'm like and then like wait before you say the spoiler <laughs> yeah which I try to do now because yeah. I've definitely been commented on how I spoil things <laughs> I think I, it's hard you know yeah. yeah it is and then they're like everybody wants to do those like cute like you know those sultry like teasers and those like specific scenes right but I think like you know you have to you have to do it a little differently where it's general enough to where it could be a spicy scene or it could be any type of thing in any book you know that it's that type of situation but you don't know the context of like the story or you don't know the context of like where they have gotten to where the relationship is at that point you know some things where you can underline as like the reader you know like this is that type of relationship but it's not enough to where you're like oh I know the story now I know this is gonna happen until we get there you know and you just have to kind of be aware of that as like reviewers and as like you know other creators like with me I that's why I haven't done like a single Twisted Lies video because I'm like let me wait a little bit until more people read it until I can start like doing those scenes and start like posting those like you know those those um my gosh I'm spacing on the word those um some of the lines he has oh yes some of the lines are just so good like how how did you come up with them like I'm like how like I'm like I wouldn't even think to say that like and this is like the right thing to say I'm like speaking yeah. my heart ma'am I feel they just uh it just <laughs> I also have a notes app uh, on my phone basically like every, like I sometimes I think of things in the most random time so I just make sure that whenever I think of it, I just put it in my phone because I know if I try to recreate that line later and I hadn't written it down, I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> you know I mean, mean, I've we've talked to quite a bit of authors and they say that too, where they're like, if I have an idea, I write it down. Like, just write it down yeah. and you can I'll come forget. back to it later. Yeah, yeah but at least yeah. write it down. Um, so c- kind of before we round everything, round everything up, I was about to say grind everything up, but I was like, that's not the word. <laughs> hold on, hold on, real quick, real quick. I had to tell you like one of my absolute favorite lines. I was looking at okay. that because I was just like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta let you know. Wait, okay. what page is it? What page is it? Girl, I don't know what page is it. <laughs> it's on my phone. Okay. Okay. It says, I'm not a jealous man, Stella. I have never envied someone for what they have or who they are with. And yet I'm jealous of every person you smile at, every laugh I don't hear every breeze that touches your skin and every sound that pours through your lips it is maddening oh my gosh i read that and i was like (laughs) makes my toes curl like i'm like (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah christian yeah he is a man obsessed (laughs) christian is also funny like i was he's so funny he's so like he has that dry humor and i was like he is I think he's like the funniest out of all of them. And I just, I think that's because I like his humor style. Like Josh is like funny and like situationally funny. Mm-hmm. Whereas Christian yeah. is just like that dry humor where it's just like, 
my this favorite man type is of humor. funny. Like yeah, yeah. it was so good, and I was like, I was He's we were so laughing sarcastic. and stuff, it's and I was like, so hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Christian so versus great. the unicorn. that scene i was like of course christian would be the one to be jealous of a unicorn like of all the guys (laughs) he never got over his loss in that poll (laughs) he never will i mean he'll always look at that thing with like a side eye and just be like i am so much better than you (laughs) gosh i am and yet he can't ever want to get rid of it because he knows how much that thing is special he just knows you know yeah yeah but yeah Yeah. go ahead Maggie so I was gonna ask you um for people who are wanting to start writing and stuff what kind of um tips or advice do you have for people who do want to start writing and who you obviously have a bigger social media presence so like what kind of advice could you give somebody who does want to start writing and putting out books? Yeah. Um, I mean, several things, right? So first, I think the most basic thing is if you want to write in a certain genre, like a subgenre, I think it's very important to understand what the expectations um, and the conventions of that genre are. And, and I don't mean genres in like romance because romance is a very broad umbrella. But like, if you want to write rom-com, know what people expect from a rom-com if you want to if you want to write dark romance know what people expect from a dark romance because those are two completely different things right like you're not mm-hmm. gonna write and market a dark romance the way that you would write and market a rom-com um like obviously generally speaking romance right you need a happily ever after you need some like knowing that, that like relationship arc and things like that um and i think that you i think craft books i mean I'm of two minds when it comes to this, because I feel like, especially for people who are writing their first book, there is generally the sense that that book has to be the most perfect book that has ever been written. And, you know, like some people will spend years and years trying to perfect that book. And I honestly think for me, honestly, I just say, write the book, obviously make it the best that you can in that moment, but then just get it out and then write another book (laughs) because practice (laughs) makes perfect. You know what I mean? Like people always improve. And if, people like if you try to hold yourself back by trying to make something perfect like you'll just never put it out um so I always just tell people just write these books put them out you will improve every time and you'll get better you'll find your voice you'll find your style and then you know like in terms of marketing it I always just feel like at the end of the day readers are the most important part I think of any author's you know like journey they're the they're the ones who will read your books and buy your books and you interact with. So I always like to create those relationships with readers even before, you know, a book releases and just being part of the book community, which I really enjoy as well because none of my real life friends are readers. <laughs> so it's really nice to have an online community where I can talk to people about these books because they would just be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just getting to know the readers and kind of figuring out, okay, like this is what readers want. like what readers don't want and sorry I'm like all over the place but there's like no you're good like so many different parts of this I mean like I I don't suggest writing a book specifically just because other people want you to write it that way like I always think you need to write a book the way you want it like there's an audience for everything but just keeping in mind like general expectations if you're going to sell something as a certain trope 
or as a certain thing, like you need to make sure that you deliver on it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like don't you sell meet something. That trope. Yeah. You meet that trope. Like don't sell something as enemies to lovers when they're enemies for like two pages. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get <laughs> um, yeah. And always have a newsletter list. <laughs> <laughs> I love those emails so much. Yeah. <laughs> I get I'm so many. I get so many, like I signed I up know. for so many and I'm like, wait, why did I sign up for so many? I get like, I know. I'm like oh my gosh. They're, they're, because... Some of them I'm like, ooh, yeah. I catch you. Yeah. 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 Every time I see yours, I'm always like going through like Aww. the whole thing all the way to the bottom. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I know so far that we've come. And then like, uh, so much has happened this past year. So much yeah. has happened. You've grown so much and now you have like a special edition coming out with like the steam box which i love the steam box so much Melissa yeah is, like, absolutely Melissa amazing is yeah. she is and like you know it's incredible that, that you know from where you started with your first ever books to then your first book in the twisted series and to now that you're soon going to be releasing a new series it's kind of it's it's really nice to see to watch an author that you very much admire and seeing them grow and the different opportunities you get to go through so i'm really happy for you and i and i really thank, thank you, you for like all you guys have done and like your whole series it just meant so so much to me as you know like uh it meant a lot to me um so i thank you yes thank you. I'm- so happy to hear that. Like, I honestly, I appreciate you guys so much. And, you know, for having me on early last year and for continuing to like love and read the series. And I, for me, you know, like I will always be grateful, especially to the people who were at the very beginning, like with me from the very beginning. Like, honestly, it's been a very wild year, but I don't think I could have done it without, you know, the support of my readers and creators like you guys. So much thank you i mean it's it's weird to think that like you were kind of one of the first authors that we had on like we had a couple of authors on but yeah you were like our major like our first major one where we were like there you were popping on tiktok and you still are and we were like oh my gosh she said yes and then now i was like talking with her so i was like what if we did a year in review and i was like i'll just dm her and i'm like oh my god i just said that like i just said i'll just dm on Anna and ask her if she wants to be on the podcast and I was like wow I'm so like chill and cool like okay. yeah and I was like thank you podcast you're free to DM me anytime yes I I I know Grace Grace will DM you all the time. I love the video reactions when you're reading oh my gosh and it sucks that I haven't been able to do that as often now because like now I'm working so like yeah I'll have, it's harder like, I have like kids running around and like, you know, reading while I'm doing it. And I want to react so bad, but I'm like, I can't react right now. I gotta hold it in. So, but yes, just know I was swooning. I was kicking and screaming. I was so giddy. I was crying because he did not exist. I was absolutely enamored. It was amazing. I'm so happy to hear that. Well, thank you, Anna, for coming on. And thank you, everybody who has listened. If you haven't already, you should definitely go check out last year's episode because this actually released a year, like exactly a year later, is the release of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's perfect. I know. It literally was so perfect timing. Um, So. 
thank you everybody who's listened. Make sure you go into the description. I'll have all of Anna's links, even to her website, her Amazon profile, her Goodreads, so you can go and check her out if you haven't. for her new series. Yes, I mean, if you have listened this far and you haven't read her, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Oh, yeah. I'm scoping you out. Like, go read. Go read. <laughs> we just spoiled almost the entire series for you. Still go read it. And on top of that, on top of that, for my audiobook listeners, the audiobook for All the Way Up to Twisted Hate has already been out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, get on that. On audio. Yes. yes. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will, I don't know next week's author, but we, or guests, don't ask me any of my plans. I'm still <laughs> ready to go. We're actually in a polycon right now as this episode is airing. So Grace and I are living up and meeting authors today for book signings. So yes. if you see um, us, say hi. <laughs> and yeah, we will be uploading like little vlogs and things like that for our journey at a polygon. So even though you weren't able to come, you can still see a lot of the experiences that we get to do. And we'll have like a cute little episode of like questionnaires that we're asking other guests there. So it'll be fun for you guys to listen in on any of our journey. And then, you know what, Anna? We'll, we'll see you next year. Same yeah. time, same place? We're just yeah, like... Same time, same place. Every year. Yeah. yeah. It'll be an every annual tradition. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody. And we will see you next week. And we'll see Anna next year. Bye. Bye. Bye.